1 through 14. Matthew 24, 1 through 14. When you have it, say amen. amen. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See not all these things. Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear the wars, hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, for the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famine and pestilence and earthquakes in the diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. Then shall the end come. You may be seated. As many of you have noticed, God has been talking and speaking to us about the last days and where we are in these days. He has made us aware of our relationship, our position in him, the condition of our body, and where we are in the world and where the world is in us. This morning, we want to talk about things that God has spoken to us about not everyone who says they are a Christian is a Christian Amen. not everyone who says they believe really believes so let us reflect back on what God has said maybe we can see clearer on what God is doing or trying to do in our lives is it possible God has been speaking to us because we are unaware we have been drifting. Drifting from where we should be in him. And I know we talked about that last week. But here are things God has spoken to us from the beginning of the year until now. God has said, abide in me. Hear my voice. We talked about 
no do-over. Moving to another level. Things have gotten worse. We are the light. We've talked about God's love. Stay focused and don't look back. In everything, give thanks. Has he risen in us? We talked about where we are and spiritual drifting. Now, when Jesus said, abide in me, it's because he is the true vine. And we must abide in him in order for our spirit not to drift. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. There are vines of religion with their own beliefs. There are vines of philosophy with their own opinions. There are vines of denominations with their own teaching. There are those that don't know God, and yet they try to teach who he is. With that, God has spoken to us about his voice. We must listen to one voice. Even though there are many voices in the land, four voices they spoke to us about was our voice, and we can do some talking to ourselves. We can convince ourselves out of doing what's right. The voice of others, the voice of Satan, and the voice of God. The importance of hearing God's voice is so we do not drift and listen to another. In order to be effective and grow, we must move to another level. Being in the vine and listening to his voice will allow us to grow and to, and to go to different levels. As sheep, it allows us to hear and know his voice. Then and only then we can avoid drifting into the laws of unrighteousness. From the news we see, the world has gotten so dark, they need a light. Corruption and filth from the ground we stand on to the air we breathe. Contamination from the food we drink, food we eat, and the water we drink. Fellowship with one another is not what it used to be. And worshiping God is not like it should be. The world needs a light, which we are, and love, which God has given us, and God is. We are the light that needs to be seen. Now, I got, I got a test for you. Five-question test. Write it down, think about it, but answer it to yourselves. Number one. Has the wind blown out your light? Did you have a light in the first place? Do others see Christ in you? Do you find yourself being ashamed to admit you are a Christian? Is it because of what you have done or because of what you have not done? I'm going to ask that again. Has the wind blown out your light? Or did you have a light in the first place? Do others see Christ in you? Do you find yourself being ashamed to admit you are a Christian? 
Is it because of what you have done or because of what you have not done? Now, in order to be a light and not a shame, we need to stay focused and don't look back. And then regardless of what happens in everything, give thanks. See, we focus, but sometimes the reason why we go in the direction we go is because we look back and then we focus on the things that we're looking back on. Because Christ has risen in us, so what we are being asked by God is, where are you? Where are you in him? Keep your eyes on him. Keep the faith that you don't drift spiritually. When drifting spiritually, you become natural. And you begin to look back and you begin to do those things that you just quit doing. Now, here in Matthew, it says in verse 1, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. Just like the disciples, the world is focused on the wrong buildings. The disciples looked upon the temple with wonder and admiration. They saw the temple as being invincible strength, something that could not be destroyed. David said, except the Lord built the house, the labor in vain that built it. It is not the brick and mortar that is invincible. We should not be focused on flesh and bone for strength. We need to be concerned with the soul that's in that body. Verse 2 said, And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. At one time, the temple was vast. It was rich and splendid. The nation was at peace. But in moments time, a short space of 40 years, Jerusalem was taken by Rome. Can you see what is happening today? So-called great America is crumbling. America has begun to turn their back on God. God's people are beginning to serve strange gods. And all are beginning to fall and crumble into unrighteousness. Verse 3 says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of the coming and of the end of the world? Now, I don't believe the disciples are the only one asking that question. We asking that today. What is it going to be, Lord? When you coming back? Why? Because I want to do some things before you come. I want to get some things together. There's something I want to buy. We got all kinds of reasons why we want to know when he coming back, and they're the wrong reasons. But don't be mistaken or get it wrong. America is not the only ones that have turned their back on God. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. As Jesus was warning his disciples, he is also warning us as his disciples. Take heed that no man deceive you. Really make sure 
You are listening to the right voice. Make sure you ain't listening to yourself. Make sure you are not being persuaded and convinced by other people getting in your ear, getting in your business. Make sure that you're not listening to Satan. Our time is nigh thee. Our salvation is nearer than when the, we first believed. Christians need to get their head out of the sand. With your head in the sand, everything else is vulnerable. We need to quit saying, time out. Time is not on your side. Satan is a thorn in your side. So we all need to decide who and where will we abide. Jesus said this in verse 5. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. First, listen to what he said. Many shall come and deceive many. Many shall come and deceive many. They don't come using the word Christ, but with lies and deceit. Look at Jeremiah 14, 14. Then the Lord said unto me, the prophets prophesied lies in my name. I send them not. Neither have I commanded them. Neither spake unto them. They prophesy unto you a false vision and divination and a thing of naught and the deceit of their heart. Don't you know that's what's going on today? Amen. There's a whole bunch of people saying God said and God ain't said. That's why Jesus tells us don't let man deceive you. Lies are being prophesied in his name, saying God said when he did not. They have not been sent, nor have they been called. They give you false visions, false truths, false beliefs. Saints, if someone asks you to sell all you have and give to them, if they tell you to wait for the morning ship to come, if the message always is about money and not salvation, Amen. if it's about hate, race, gender, and politics out of the pulpit, red flag, Amen. do not listen. These are the things that are beginning to overshadow the gospel in the church. Amen. These are the things that are beginning to be preached and said not salvation, not about Christ, not about receiving him, but money, 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 money. Give me more money. Just understand that, that uh, uh, someone that we know, church that they were going to, they're not going there no more because every week they was asking for more and more money. That's a shame. Jesus Begins to say in verse 6, 
and ye shall hear, hear of war, wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not un, be troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Do you see all these things that we see going on? They got to come to pass. If we see things brewing now, it doesn't just mean the U.S. war. The U.S. is not the only one that's, that's battling. It, it also can mean war between political parties, war between families, gang wars, union wars, strikes, writers versus robot wars. There's all kinds of wars going on. For nations shall rise against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. And there shall be famine and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Not just Russia and U Ukraine. There's also Korea and China. There's all kinds of wars and rumors of wars. Right now, we have the United Nations. Tomorrow, it might be the divided nations. Because there's so much chaos going on and so many people that have turned their ears away from the voice of God. Jesus said in verse 8, all these are the beginning of sorrows. It's just the beginning of what's going on. This is just the beginning. We, but we don't know how long any of it will be. It may be the beginning of sorrows today, but it may be the end of those tomorrow. That's why we must take heed and make sure that we are not deceived by man. Verse 9 says, Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. Wow. And shall kill you. Wow. Deliver me up and kill me. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You think there's killing going on now. And this ain't even about Jesus. But the time is going to come when they're going to come after you because you're standing for Jesus. So you got to make sure that you got Jesus in you. I'm going I'm to tell you about something I heard. It was a church, and of course this is not true, if you will, for the point. There was a church, and all the people in the church was there to serve God. And the mafia or the gang came in with their guns, and they made a statement. Everybody who believes in Jesus, stand up because I'm going to kill you. And the congregation left. There's only a few left there. And afterwards, the man said, okay, preacher, now you can preach to those who believe. And the time, what I'm saying is the time is going to come when there's going to be such persecution, such affliction upon the people of God, they're going to flee. Because they are not standing in what they believe. And they don't believe in what they're standing. Can we see why we must abide in him? 
Can we see why we need to be hearing his voice? Can we understand why we must move to another level? And stay focused. Don't drift, but give thanks. But of course, that's not all that will happen to God's people. Verse 10 says, and then. Everybody say with me, and then. And then shall many be offended. You know anybody getting offended today? What about you? And shall betray one another. And shall hate one another. Quiz time again. Is there hate going on in your body? Do you hate? Anybody? Or are you saying, no, I just, just dislike them? You all right with that? Where does God tell us to dislike? Either you love them or you hate them. There's no in between. Is there in between a heaven and a hell? Is there in between a right and a wrong? Is there in between a yes and a no? We make them. Yes and no, maybe. Not quite, but, but almost. Lawyers today are getting rich. They, they getting so rich, they, they say, give me your case. You ain't got to pay unless you win. Everybody is suing everybody. People are even suing people in the church. I broke my leg in the church. I'm suing. Verse 11 says, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Timothy has told us, many shall depart from the faith and giving heed to seducing spirits. People are surrendering and being seduced. They are weak and cannot tell one voice from another. Some teach the resurrection has already come. Others teach that Jesus has not yet come. And yet others deny there is a Jesus. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Because of the trials, because of persecution brought from without, and the false prophets and teachers from within, the love of Christ and his teaching begins to grow cold, and some openly desert the faith of God. Listen, look at verse 13. But, there's always a but. This is a good one. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. What do we say? Hold on, saints. Don't give up the faith. Don't let go. Don't be discouraged. Don't let nothing separate you from the love of Christ. Not persecution. Not tribulation. Not angels above. Or below, no devils, no principalities, 
anything. Don't let nothing separate you from the love of Christ. Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, 2-4, Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Are you listening to me today? Is the word being preached to you? Are you being reproved? Are you being rebuked? Are you being exhorted? Are you being encouraged? Whichever it is, receive it today. And endure until the end. As God's vessels, it is mandated that we do this. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Folks ain't enduring. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itchy ears. That's what you see today. Oh, tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what I want to hear. Let me do what I want to do and still sit up here. No. If you're doing wrong, repent. Many are not enduring sound teaching. This generation will not listen to reason. It says in verse 4, And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. That's all you, that's all you see today. It is important as parents to turn to your children before they turn away from you. If we don't stand and teach them the truth, someone else will teach them something different. Verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. If you are breathing now, there's time. But the time is short. We don't know when or where. While there is time, let us abide, let us listen to his voice. Amen. Let us close with Paul, what Paul said to 2 Timothy in verse, chapter 2, verse 10 through 12. Paul said this, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying, for we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.